you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest across the pond. Her name is Mel Kitto. That's at melindakitto.com. Uh, we're going to be talking about messaging, copywriting, finding your voice, kind of getting that thing, that course, that coaching program, that membership that's inside of you out there and able to talk about it. Welcome to the show, Mel. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm stoked to get into it with you today. I know a lot of people suffer from experts curse or the expert syndrome or or maybe they just feel called to like serve and there's this thing whether it's a business or a course or they just they're just compelled but they're having a hard time wrapping words around it. Yeah. What's the fundamental block that people have around messaging and crafting that offer? You know what you you really hit the nail on the head there talking about the experts curse because we are all so good at what we do. We have this great idea. We've got all of this knowledge and we know that we can help people. And so we are so focused on our expertise, on that knowledge. And we, a lot of people are thinking, well, if I just tell people about everything that I know, or just tell people how amazing this course is, then of course they're going to want to buy it because it's amazing. But what that means is that we often lead with the course or we lead with the coaching or we lead with our amazing methodology so for example you might be a um a hypnotherapist and you've you've done all this nlp training you have all this amazing experience and methodologies behind you and so you talk about the power of hypnosis and the power of nlp and 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 the thing that it is that that you use to get people results but the problem with that is people don't really give a shit about the thing that you do or the training that you've had or the expertise that you've had, they they care about whether that means anything to them. They care about whether that, well, like what's that got to do with me? And so I think that's the fundamental block that people have is they're so focused on promoting the thing that they have and they're not actually thinking about what's going to make their, their audience care and what's going to make their audience want to actually do anything about. That's awesome. Well, how do you, how do we fix that? Like, how do we make them care or, or make them feel seen or or have that aha moment like it's for me? Yeah. Well, look, there's there's two key ingredients. So I'll, I'll talk about the one that, first of all, gets them to realize, okay, this is for me or this person is talking to me, what like what they're saying is even relevant to me. So an analogy I like to use is if, if you imagine a, a big canyon and there's really tall cliffs either side. And you've got your ideal client standing right on the edge of one of those cliffs. So to me, that side of the cliff represents their current hell. So it represents the current crappy experience that they're going through, the current problem they're experiencing. And we hear a lot about talking about pain points, like what's their pain points? What's their desire? And so this is that. But I think where people get this messed up is they think about that client standing on the edge of that cliff and they go, okay, so what's going on for them right now? What's what's their pain points? 
And so they'll say things like, oh, look, they're tired or they're frustrated or they're overwhelmed or they're stressed out. And often they'll say all of those things in one sentence. <laughs> so, are you feeling tired, stressed out, overwhelmed and frustrated? And you go, okay, that's cool because maybe your ideal clients are feeling that way. But if you imagine how frustration shows up differently for different people. So the frustration that a mother of a newborn and a toddler might feel compared to the frustration of a corporate executive who's just lost a big deal. Like they both feel the emotion of frustration, but the way they experience that frustration, what it looks like, what it feels like, what's going on in their head feels totally different for both of those people. So the first thing I encourage people to do is if you're putting your ideal client on the side of that cliff, I want you to dig down a few layers beneath the surface of that, like the initial emotions you might name of like, okay, if it's frustration, what does that frustration look like for this person? How is it showing up? What's it making them do? What's it making them think? What is their experience of that look like? Because if you start your messaging by saying, do you ever feel frustrated? People might go, yeah, I guess. I have that emotion <laughs> sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I do come, sometimes feel frustrated. Let me buy your course. Um, compared to if you were to say, you know, um, I, you've just slammed the phone down um, after trying to speak to this guy for, for three hours, but in the end, at the end of the day, he said no to the deal. And you've just seen, like, you just feel like, $10,000 are being wiped off your portfolio in an instant. It's not a great example, but <laughs> it, that the level of depth, the level of specificity is what makes that corporate executive go, oh, my God, that happened to me last week. Like, holy shit, that's, that's me, right? So the first point is if you're thinking about that person on the side of the cliff, you need to drop down a few layers and really think about exactly how this pain point, this problem, this hell is showing up for that specific person. And so that's the one side of the cliff. And that person is gazing out over the other side of the cliff. And that side of the cliff represents their heaven, what they want instead. So if they could wave a magic wand, like what, what would they ask for? What would they want life to look like? And Again, you need to drop down to that same level of depth and specificity and think about, okay, well, they, they'll live happily ever after <laughs> compared to, you know, they feel like deals are closing in an instant, that um, they're, they're meeting with perfect fit um, partners who just instantly know they want to work together. Like we need to get specific about what it is that people are currently experiencing and what it is that they want to be able to experience instead and if we start our messaging by speaking to where you are now and where you want to be, before you talk about you, before you talk about your offer or your course or anything like that, you're at least letting that person hear, okay, well, maybe he or she's talking to me. Maybe this could be relevant for me. Maybe I should be paying attention. That's awesome. Do you have any like tips around kind of calling the avatar specifically? In, in the sense that, um, you know, you mentioned like a sales professional, an executive corporate sales professional or a uh, first time mother with a newborn or 
um, how do we how do we know if we're going too specific or not enough when we're when we kind of call the avatar in our messaging? That's a really good question. I I think like you can have multiple avatars. I think I think the thing to remember is that the more specific that you get, not only will that speak to the exact person that you're trying to reach, but it also captures people around that. Like if you think of a dartboard, if we have your ideal client right at the center of that dartboard and every time you speak to them, if you're trying to aim that dart right at that center person, first of all, you're far more likely to hit the exact person you want to target. But what can happen is sometimes your dart will land just slightly to the left or to the right. And so, you know, you asked me earlier whether I work with women. Um, initially, I was really targeting women. I was really speaking to women. So my dart was aimed at women, but sometimes the dart lands outside exactly where you are aiming. So I would have men who would go, uh, well, I'm not a woman, but what you've said about messaging, what you've said about struggling with copywriting or whatever, that really resonated with me. Like, do you work with, with guys as well? And so that's what happens. Like we can have somebody in our mind that we're trying to attract, but we're far more likely to hit them if we're specific. But also if we land just outside that circle, the point is that your dart still lands because when people are trying to be everything to everyone and they're trying to attract all different types of clients what we're doing instead is we're picking up a handful of a hundred darts and we're like, <laughs> like <laughs> trying to throw them all at the dartboard at once and of course most of those darts are going to bounce right off whereas if you're just picking up one at a time and you're really aiming for that specific person and being as specific as you can you're far more likely to hit them but you're also likely to hit people who are you know one or two degrees outside of that as well. That's awesome. I joined a coaching program for software founders and the guy that put that on, his name is Dan Martell. I just watched myself fall into his content and his marketing. And I was in this high-end coaching program in two weeks. And then I yeah. stayed in there for two years, but not only was the, the marketing and the product was really for exactly my type of business and even certain niches within software, uh, that was a, that was just, I've been on the receiving end of really good messaging and and yes. product and it it works. It, yeah. it really and works. The the creepy spooky thing about this is act, yeah. it often actually doesn't matter what you're selling if you can reflect that person's experience if you can describe their situation better than they can there's just this automatic sense that like well you must have the solution like how, how did you know? Are you looking through my window? Like, you know, we, we have this sense that if you know my problem that well, then surely you must know how to fix it. So similar experience as a coach I'm following on Instagram at the moment and every one of her posts, I'm like, that's me. Holy shit. Like that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. And to the detail of like what I'm doing in, in this particular moment, what I'm thinking about, like across all of her posts, she's just reflecting me so I automatically assume that whatever she's selling must be for me right yeah that's awesome well well if somebody's um let's say less crystallized they're an expert or they're thinking about getting into this kind of line of work where do they start and maybe maybe let's pull it back even maybe they haven't even decided what to where to focus on for their niche 
because they're a little stuck there. Um, you know, maybe they have like a professional background, but then they have some personal thing they're super happy about. Like, I know it's a little bit of a chicken and egg problem of like your niche and the messaging and what's best for you as a person. Like, help us at that that very fragile early moment. Yeah. Um, that can often be a problem when you do have this expertise, but it's like, okay, who would I sell this to? Who's going to want this? So a lot of this is about, okay, well, how do we position that thing as a purchasable, profitable offer? So um, if you're thinking about how to, whether it's niche down or choose a, a target audience, um, the first thing I would say is, it's a great place to start. <laughs> if I tell a quick story about my own experience, like when I first dabbled into kind of this phase of my business, I guess I was broadly positioning myself as a business coach. I was wanting to help people with their marketing. Um, but I was like, hey, you guys, I'm a business coach. Who wants a business coaching? Hey, some free strategy calls. And I was very vague in my offer. And I just figured, well, if I offered a few free strategy calls, then surely people would... <laughs> would want to give me money. Um, and so I was like, hey, whatever you're struggling with with your business, I can help, um, which was probably not true, but <laughs> um, that's how my messaging was starting. And my coach at the time was like, look, you've got to niche down. You've got to pick an angle. You've got to pick like a specialty that you can really like hang that sign on the door and say, this is what I'm an expert in. And so I really thought about that for a while. And the questions that were coming up for me was like, okay, well, what am I naturally really good at? Uh, what are my natural skill set? What's the thing that comes easily to me that, that doesn't seem to come as easily to other people? What do I love to talk about? What do I see people really struggling with? And what would make a huge difference to those people if they could get it right? So it's kind of those four key questions. What do I, what am I really good at? What do I love to talk about? What do I see people struggling with? And what would make a really big difference? And I don't know how this one came forward, but because at the time I was really struggling with my own messaging, but I realized that actually this messaging thing was something that I am naturally good at. I was always the person who like it, back in my corporate days, people would say, oh, I've got to send this email to Betty in accounts. Like I needed to pay the damn invoice. Like Mel, can you help me like write this email? I'm like, yeah, no yeah. worries. <laughs> so I was always naturally good at using words to get results. And, and I also noticed that this was the thing that people seemed to struggle with that, um, that they were so good at their passion. They were so good at what they, what they do, but they just didn't know how to talk about it in a, an interesting way, but be in a compelling way that would actually get people to do something. And what was so fascinating to me is that the minute, literally the minute that I niched down and said, okay, I'm going to hang my hat on being a messaging specialist. This is going to be the thing that I lead with as being my expertise. The minute I did that, I started having people say, oh my God, that is exactly what I need. So instead of me saying, hey, I'm a business coach, when I said, I'm a messaging specialist. And if you are struggling with how to talk about your offer in a way that makes people want it, that that little bit more specificity, that little bit more of telling people exactly what I can help with in the realm of business was the absolute turning point for my business where people suddenly got why I was relevant for them, what exactly I could help them with. 
And so we, I took the guesswork out of them having to go, okay, well, what problems am I struggling with in my business? I wonder if she could help. I was literally telling them, this is the thing I can, I can help you with. And so if, if you have a course, it's the same kind of thing. Like we have to think about, you have this expertise, but how can I position that in a way that makes it appealing to somebody, right? Like it's where it's not just transformation it's transformation for this type of person or this specific type of transformation that takes the guesswork out of your audience having to figure out whether you're right for them and it just being so obvious that of course this course is right for me that's very well said what's the (laughs) difference between copywriting and messaging i get that question a lot actually um so there's a lot of crossover but For me, messaging is all of the ingredients that you need to get clear on, like all of your talking points, all of the key ingredients that go into connecting with somebody, helping them realize you're the right one for them and breaking down any barriers to them feeling like your course or program is exactly right for them. So messaging is understanding all of those ingredients copywriting is one way that you communicate those ingredients, right? So, okay, well, how do I take those ingredients and turn it into a sales page or into an email sequence or anything like that? So, but messaging is how you're communicating this in all forms. So on a podcast interview, how do I talk about my expertise in a podcast interview that makes anyone who's listening go, oh, maybe I should go and follow her. Or uh, It's how you show up in a video. It's how you communicate on a sales call. Like your messaging goes through all of those different channels. And so what I see people doing a lot is they're like, oh, I really suck at this. I'm going to hire a copywriter. And they end up with this great looking sales page. But I get them on the phone. I'm like, okay, so tell me about your offer. And they say, um, well, it's kind of hard to explain, but um, it's sort of like they can't give me an answer, right? Or they go, oh, here's the sales page. Look at that because that that will tell you. It's said really nicely over here, right? So if you want to sell really well, you need to be really clear on, on what your messaging is. And I'm often talking to my clients and it's like part of this is getting your potential clients to understand, but a huge part of this is getting you to understand. Like you need to feel confident enough in exactly what you do, why people should care and how to communicate that effectively. Because if you don't get it, how is anybody else going to either? That's awesome. Can you, can you give us some more frameworks? I think people kind of start with an elevator pitch, something like I help X target market achieve Y result without Z objection or something like that. Yeah. But there's so much more to messaging than kind of that elevator pitch statement and Mm. and I know like some like in design work we have something like a style guide or we have like these resources to kind of capture all the key ingredients for like a brand as an example Mm. how do we do that with messaging and get it all together in one place and what are all those pieces yeah um well look there's a few pieces (laughs) (laughs) so um I have a I've a tool that we use for our coaching clients, we call it the messaging manifesto. And it's really about collecting those different ingredients and thinking about, see, messaging for me, it's telling a story. It's telling a narrative. It's thinking about, okay, for that first point of contact, 
how do I reach that person through the internet and get them to pay attention to me in the first place? But then how do I take them on a bit of a journey where this story is unfolding as we go and they're getting this bit of information and then this realization and then this perspective shift. So we, we like to let that journey unfold. And so there's, there's a number of ingredients along the way. Um, so part of it is that hell and the heaven that I talked about. But if we go back to that cliff analogy, if they're on this side of the cliff and they want to get over to this side, your offer or your course has to be the bridge between the two, right? Your offer has to be the thing that will take them from where they are to where they want to be. But one of the key things that I, like like I said, there's a number of ingredients, but one of the key ingredients that I see is missing for a lot of people is that there are a number of bridges that this person could potentially cross to get to the other side, right? So if I use a really like simple analogy of, of weight loss, right? If I'm currently overweight and struggling in my body and I really want to be this fit, healthy, toned, amazing, strong person, if I'm standing on that cliff, how many different bridges are available to me? There's the diet pills and the shakes and the keto diet and the whatever else diet or the mindset work, right? And so let's say you're the mindset person and you know the only way for that person to lose weight is if they can get their mindset right. You are one of many bridges. And we need to think about, okay, well, what bridges, (laughs) what pathways is that, what solutions are your people already looking at? What what do they think they need to do to get from this side to that side, right? So this person might be thinking, oh, look, I I just need to be in calorie deficit. And you're like, yeah, great, but how long is that going to last, right? We need to think about what is this person currently bought into, at least mentally? What do they believe? What do they think it takes? What do they think they need to do to accomplish that result? And if what they think they need is not what we know they actually need. A big part of your messaging is shifting that perspective, is shifting those beliefs. Because if that person currently believes that the only way to lose weight is this bridge, and you're over here going, but if you don't get your mindset right, they are never going to buy your offer. They are never going to even look your way. So how do you do that where you meet them where they are, but help through your messaging, a shift in, in worldview or outlook happen? Yeah, look, it's just, just pretty easy, right? You just say, hey, just think about it this way. <laughs> I mean, so f- the first part is to meet them where they are in, in their current health. So we do need to speak to their current experience. But then we need to use your messaging and your content to, to, to start to chip away at that. And I want to be clear that we need to think about where we're having these conversations, right? Because we can't communicate all of this in one Instagram post. So sometimes we need to capture people's attention and say, I'm going to teach you the secret to weight loss that actually lasts so you can get off the yo-yo diet roller coaster. So we need to pull people in with what they're actually desiring. But maybe in a webinar, maybe in a, um, a workshop or something where you have a bit more time and space to explain, you can talk about these are the beliefs that you're currently like hooked into. And here's why that thinking is getting you nowhere. Here's why that thinking is keeping to get this, is getting you these results consistently. But if we think about it this way, can you see how that makes sense? 
And uh, what we're trying to do there is really help them see, oh, like no wonder, like that, that's, that makes so much sense. No wonder I haven't been getting those results. But what you're talking about, of course, like that, that, that just, that feels right. It makes sense, right? So I'll, I'll give you a quick little example. I actually have a client who um, is a re- in a really interesting niche. She works with early childhood educators, so in, in preschools and things like that. And she teaches them how to run really fun and engaging music lessons. And she has a, a program where people can, can purchase that. And this woman runs such amazing workshops, such amazing webinars where she's super high vibe. She gives so much value, so much content, and she really blows people away <clears throat> in, in those workshops. But they weren't converting as well as she wanted them to. They, people weren't moving on to the next step. She was getting so much amazing feedback about the webinar, but people weren't necessarily taking the next step. And so we talked about this idea of beliefs, like what are your audience currently believing? What are the myths or the mistaken beliefs that they are caught up in that is preventing them from moving forward? And we thought about it for a while and she realized like one of the reasons why people don't buy or worry about buying is because they think, well, I'm not a very good singer. And to be able to run a really good music program, I need to be a, a good singer. So they'd be the kind of teacher that always palms off the music lesson to the, to the one teacher in the room who can hold a tune. So if we think about that, that person, it wouldn't matter how high vibe she was as a presenter, how much value, how many teaching points, how blown away she could make that student. They would never buy the next thing because they believe I'm not a good singer, therefore there's no point me doing the next thing. So part of her webinar needed to be talking about how your singing voice doesn't actually matter. We're dealing with three and four-year-olds here. They don't care about perfect pitch. They care about whether they're having a good time. So part of her webinar had to be breaking down that belief that people had and showing them that this is a different way of seeing things. And when you see it this way, can you see how actually because you're the happiest and brightest face in the room, you're going to capture their attention no matter how good your singing voice is, right? But if she doesn't overcome that belief, if she doesn't shift that perspective, that person who could be their biggest fan will still not buy. And that's what you're saying is often missing in our messaging is that we're not meeting people where they are or and we're not acknowledging that there are other bridges around that. Yeah. 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 Or, or we're just not taking the time. We're just hoping that, but surely they'll see why mine is better. No, they won't. Like you have to, you have to, they've got their attention fixed on this path. That is what they think is, is the result. And it's only when you say like, it's partly disconnecting them from the beliefs that they already have, but it's giving them that perspective shift of why these beliefs or why this perspective just makes so much more sense. Like, Uh, If I give another quick example of, you know, part of my work is convincing people that forget your branding, forget your website, forget that fancy funnel. Like these are all these ways that my competitors (laughs) will be selling you or, or making you feel like for me to be selling my course on autopilot, for me to be hitting those 10K, 20K, 50K months, whatever, I need to have all these things in place. I need to say actually none of that matters if you can't answer the question why should I buy your course 
that's what I, why I was really excited to talk to you because I think the offer is so fundamental and so often overlooked, which includes a lot of the core messaging and avatar work. Exactly. Um, what do you, what do you say to people that are crafting their messaging? And we've kind of touched on it and that there's multiple bridges, but sometimes these experts or, or aspiring coaches feel like the market is too crowded. Who am I to, you know, compete with this famous person or something like that? How do you help somebody find their messaging in a way that's authentic to them so that they can kind of shed that belief that, uh, it's already all been done before. There's just too many people in this niche already. How, mm. how can you help those people? The only way for you to shed that belief is for you to start talking, right? Yeah. Like um, find your voice, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's a bit of a challenge for me and my work because when people come into my program, I am trying to give them formulas. I am trying to give them all these ingredients. But what can sometimes happen is people get so focused on following the formulas or doing it right or, or like getting the perfect mix of all these ingredients. And what can sometimes happen is that process actually stifles their voice a little bit because they're trying so hard to incorporate all of these things. So what I like to kind of encourage people to do is like, we, we think of one ingredient at a time and I'm like, okay, well, how can we just start to sprinkle that into what you're already doing? Like if we come up with your elevator pitch or your, your core message statement, it's like, okay, keep on sharing the content that you're already sharing, but how can you just like slot that in? How can you just add this little bit of that um, in every post? Like that's, it's often just practicing, like adding these little touches into what you're already doing. But I think in terms of feeling like your niche is overcrowded, it, sound, it sounds so cliche, but it's really true that nobody's ever said it exactly like you. Nobody has your voice. Nobody has your unique way of saying this. But you actually have to let yourself use that voice, right? If you are in that niche and you are looking around at everybody else and exactly how they're doing it and you're going, well, how do I fit in here? Then you're ignoring the fundamental thing that will actually make you stand out, which is your unique spin on this, your unique view. And the, the simplest way to even start doing that is to just write like you talk. <laughs> you know, like we're having this conversation. If you jumped on a coaching call with me, this is my exact voice. If you read an email of mine, you would read it in my voice. Like my voice would come through your head because I, I write like I speak. I write in a conversational way. And I just remember that I'm talking to humans. I'm not talking to algorithms. I'm not talking to bots. I'm talking to Sarah on the other end of my Instagram post, who I'm hoping will realize that this is the thing that she's been missing. Tell us more about the manifesto, the messaging manifesto, like the work with that. What is that like? Um, so it, it kind of comes at the end of, of um, so we, in my program, we do a lot of the foundational work of, okay, well, who is your ideal client? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? What's going on for them? What's your offer? How are we positioning that? And the manifesto kind of, if you think of it like a branding guide, right, where it pulls together all of those elements of your messaging. And so if you were to hand this off to a copywriter, 
they would have all the ingredients they need to to craft all of your emails and all of those sorts of things. Much like a branding guide, you need that to be able to hand that off to a graphic designer for them to to bring your vision to life. So yeah, we we look at messaging from a few different perspectives. So uh, I call it one the macro. So we look at the whole big picture of your business and who you are, what you do, like what is your overall brand messaging. But then we also drill that down into offer by offer. So if you have your signature course, okay, well, what's the messaging around this particular course? And it really goes down to the level as well of what's my messaging for this course? How do I make people want that? But then what what is the trail that I leave from first contact on social media to them buying that signature course? What's that little trail of breadcrumbs that we leave that makes them want the next piece and want the next piece? So we need to think about what's our messaging around our content. What's our messaging around that introductory offer where they download my freebie or where they come along to my webinar. So each one of those little um, pieces, we need to think about your messaging as a whole at the macro level, but we also need to think about your messaging at the micro level of, okay, when I'm talking about this offer, how do I make that sound as juicy and compelling as possible? And how am I leaving that trail and making each of those crumbs (laughs) be as enticing as possible? Because we want to create the kind of experience with your sales funnel where people actually want the next piece. They want to see what's next rather than feeling like they're being dragged, kicking and screaming through through an automated, you know, funnel. You've, you've kind of touched on it a bunch, but I just want to ask the question, how do we know when our messaging is working? Like, what are some, some, some obvious and also non-obvious signals that like, hey, I think I'm heading in the right direction here? The most obvious one, and this is actually where the name of my program was born from. <laughs> uh, my program is called, Oh My God, I Need That. Okay. Because I knew I hit my messaging when I started getting that comment. People replied that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, literally, like, so I mentioned before how as soon as I narrowed in on a, on a, the specialty of messaging, I immediately got results. I literally jumped into, like, I was big in Facebook groups at the, at that time. Like I was connected. That was my way of growing my business. And I jumped into one particular Facebook group and I just did a two minute live stream. I was running out the door to get my kids from school. And I was like, oh, I finally figured out, like, I, I really feel like I've nailed it. Like, I'm going to specialize in helping people to, um, to get really clear about how they talk about what they do. I said it a bit better than that. <laughs> but I just said, I'm really excited. Like, this is what I'm going to specialize in. And didn't think about it. It was such an offhand thing. But later that night, I went back to the comments. And there was all these people going, oh, my God, that's exactly what I struggle with. That's what I need help with. That's exactly where I'm going wrong. And I was like, huh. That's interesting. And what really blew my mind is from that live stream, there was three people that went to my website. I didn't give any call to action. I just said, this is what I'm going to do. Three people went to my website. My website didn't even mention messaging because I'd literally just decided. But three of those people found a booking link somewhere. We had a conversation and all three of them became my first ever premium level clients. From a two-minute off the cuff live stream where I just said, this is what I'm going to help people with. So how do you know if your messaging is working? People saying, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need. That's exactly what I struggle with. Or them reflecting back to you, wow, it's like you're in my head. This is so me. 
like guilty. Anybody who's reflecting that your post has described me in my situation, then I think you're definitely on the right track because we all do it, right? Like we read a post where we're like, cool, like, ouch, that hurt. Like I feel called out. If you're getting any of those kind of comments, I think you're on the right track. I have a like a pro tip question for you. I'm just thinking about the process I went through when I fell into a coaching program that I actually loved and got a lot out of. Um, the messaging landed and then I was in the sales process and then there was the, um, like the guarantee or the risk reversal thing or whatever. And in my mind, I'm thinking, and, and I think he called it the love it or leave it 60 day guarantee or something like that. And I'm just like, there's like, it just removed all the risk. I'm like, I know this is really good messaging or whatever, as I'm in the sales process and in the free content here, but I'm still like you know, I want to make sure everything's good to go on the other side of the paywall. Yeah. Is there any advice you have on how to communicate in ways that remove risk or particularly around guaranteeing your course or your coaching program? Um, that's a really interesting one because I think, I think sometimes we feel like we have to give guarantees or we have to offer this money back um, guarantee. And you're right. Like it does remove that final barrier. Um, I personally am in a different camp that I don't offer that kind of guarantee um, because I mean, I, that's after a little bit of experience that some people will come in and, and not do anything with my program. And it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the program or their ability to get those results. Sometimes people go, oh, shit, this is a, this is a bit hard. So I need to come at that from a different perspective. So you can obviously offer something like that, but you might not want to do that. And that's perfectly fine as well. But we do need to think about what are their objections going to be? And if I just go, oh, well, just, just buy it. And if you don't like it, sorry to, to like, then I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to leave people with that fear, which is probably going to stop them from buying. So I need to think about what objections are they going to have? What concerns or fears are going to come up for them as they're thinking about this? And how can I build in? That's one of the messaging ingredients as well. How am I going to build in addressing those objections into my messaging, into my communications, so that they can feel really good about making this decision, whether or not there's a guarantee. So we try to preempt people's objections. And there's a few ways that you can approach that. Either you can think about, okay, is there a way that I can see this objection around so that it's actually seen as a positive? Like, again, this is another perspective shift. Is there something you might be worried about, which I can actually show you this could be a positive if you see it in a different way? A simple example is I have a client who one of his objections was um, people worry that I'm not the right coach for them if I don't have their specific industry experience. Mm. So that could be an objection, but a different way that you could see that is, well, I'm not tied into all the rules and restrictions or the limited thinking that you might have from that industry. I'm bringing experience from other industries. So maybe I can give you a whole new perspective you've never thought of before. Right. So sometimes it might just be shifting their perspective or sometimes it might be using case studies or testimonials to help specifically address that objection of like, I'm not sure if, um, if I'll get my money back. Well, here's a case study from somebody who had that exact concern and these are the specific things that they did and this was the result they were able to get. 
I love that. So like the the better the messaging, the less need there is for guarantees and whatnot because the trust is and the objections have already been handled. That's that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And and this this really comes down to the no like and trust factor, right? Like I actually say on my sales page, I've got a lot of free content out there. I've got a YouTube channel. You can binge all of all of my videos on there. If you love that content, you're going to love this program because it's even better. And that's like, maybe I would make more sales if I had a money back guarantee, but I kind of, I like to stand behind the integrity and the content and the value that I provide before the paywall and trust that the right people, like I'm, I'm so much a gut instinct type of person. I trust that the right people will see me and go, she's the one I need to work with. And then that does a lot of the selling for me. That's awesome. Can you describe somebody who's like kind of at a perfect fit to be ready to do this messaging work? What's like, what are, what's their life like at the moment they become a perfect fit for what you offer? I mean, the perfect fit is <laughs> somebody who is just starting and they want to get everything right from the get go. <laughs> So they're but not I'm trying so- to clean up anything that's gone wrong. They're yeah. like, well, I want- no, actually, <laughs> yeah. that's not the case at all, right? Because yeah. in, a, in a perfect world, somebody right at the start of the journey would realize they need somebody like me and they would speak to me before they do anything else, right? But we right. don't live in a perfect world. And a lot of courses and a lot of programs will go, yeah, messaging, ideal client, tick, tick, tick. And they, <laughs> they, they flick through that that stuff and go, let's get on to the real work of, of making you money. So often my clients are the ones who need a bit of a cleanup, <laughs> who yeah. have been at this for a while, who have tried launching that course, who have built out their course funnel, um, who have been doing sales calls left, right and center. And look, they're probably getting results. They're probably doing okay, but they just know either I could be getting a hell of a lot better results from this funnel or from these sales calls. Like there's something that's just not working as well as it could, or they just feel like they're this robotic salesy version that they're following all these formulas and they just don't feel like it's them. They don't feel like like it's their own voice coming through. So often people are coming to me when they've been at this for a little while and they just know they're not hitting the mark. They just know that their messaging isn't as powerful or effective as it could be. And they're like, I just, how do do I say this? And I guess my zone of genius is going, well, what if you just said it like this? And like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? Like, because it's often quite simple, but we, if we just like shift the lens that little bit, that's what makes your messaging finally land. And, and it's that simple tweak between, oh yeah, I guess that sounds cool to, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I've been looking for. That's awesome. What, what is the, um, besides like getting a more functioning business with like clients coming in or leads or customers or sales, what are some of the other kind of ancillary benefits of having good messaging? Oh, you can just start having a lot more fun. (laughs) Like I I can have so much more fun with my content and I can add in my sarcastic humor and, and, and be, be myself. And I can do silly reels and whatever else it is, because I know at the end of the day, I know what I need to communicate. I know when to slip in this little ingredient or this little ingredient. So I think you can just relax because like, you know, you don't have to worry about every, like every element of your strategy 
strategy being perfectly executed, you can just open your mouth and people will go, oh, that's what I need. So like we can simplify things. We, we don't have to have like a 50 piece orchestra to sell your course. We can just like start having conversations with people and they say, what do you do? And you answer and they go, wow, that's exactly what I need. Like we, we just simplify all of it so that you can relax, just open your mouth and let, let the results come through. I'm, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it there because obviously there's work and there's strategy and execution and all that kind of thing. But like the real ancillary benefit of getting this right is that you can trust that you know what you're talking about and that the right people will hear it and realize you're exactly what they've been looking for. That's awesome. That's Melinda Kitto. It's melindakitto.com. The offer, the messaging is fundamental to being successful as a course creator or coach. Thanks for shining the light today on, on all this amazing foundational messaging stuff, which is so important. Where can the good people connect with you? What are the best ways for people looking to start with or clean up their messaging to engage with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can head to my website, which is melindakitto.com. Uh, it's K-I-T-T-O. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. That's a really great place to start because, uh, like I said, there's a few bit videos on there that you can binge watch. So we talk more in detail about some of the foundations of your messaging and copywriting and uh, there's just plenty on there that you can have a look at. So they're probably the best ways um, to to follow and see more about what I do. Um, but of course, if this kind of is resonating with you, then feel free to reach out on Instagram at Melinda Kitto and you can send me a DM and happy to happy to help you like craft that that foundation of your messaging. So feel free to reach out. Thanks, Melinda. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me so much. It's been great. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.